This is Laura Rice, and you're watching and listening to Full Body Frequency. Welcome back. Get ready. We are beaming up and leaving Earth behind. My guest today is Nikki Aaliyah, a.k.a. Aaliyah Sheffield, or as one of her YouTube followers crowned her, the queen of relatable music. Aaliyah, thank you for beaming up with us today. Hi, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, before we talk about your breakout song, Earth is Ghetto, mm -hmm. let's play a quick word association game. I'll give you okay. a word or a phrase, and you tell us immediately what pops into your minds. First uh, phrase, the blues. I guess I'd say Bill Withers. Okay. The ocean. Mexico. <laughs> okay. Mexico. As a whole, because the ocean there is beautiful. Berkeley College of Music. Ooh, bills. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lawyer. More bills. <laughs> okay. Plus size. Normal. Okay. All right. So many people have suggested, as you know, that your recent social media breakthroughs on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube with Earth is Ghetto, that you achieved overnight success, but as evidenced by the lyrics of your songs, Some Souls, The Gates, and Soulmates, you clearly have seen and experienced some things in your 32 years on this earth. How long have you been a singer, songwriter, and musician? I like to keep saying over 10 years, extended version of over 10 years for a very, very long time. Okay. So now I mentioned previously the Berkeley College of Music, prestigious conservatory in Boston, Massachusetts. Yes. And although your time there was short, how much of what you experienced at Berkeley influences you today? Um, what I experienced at Berkeley influenced me because I started writing more when I, like, definitely showing people the songs that I was writing a little more when I was at Berkeley and um, entering songwriting contests and stuff like that. And it, it encouraged me that even when I left, that's what made me start performing my own original songs in places because I wasn't performing my own music in places until after um, I left Berkeley. Okay. That's a big influence. That's, yeah. that's big. That's big. So if you could return to Berkeley, mm -hmm. how would you return? Would you return as a student? Would you return as a lecturer to share all of your body of wisdom or would you return to perform? If I could afford it, I'd probably take some classes and do get some more knowledge like on producing stuff. I mean, I've learned a lot of stuff since on my own since I've been out here, but they do have valuable classes on like learning how to arrange music for production and stuff like that. And I would uh, love to perform, perform there. Okay. And I would almost say that you would be a wonderful lecturer to talk about, <laughs> really, of capitalizing on the time that we're in now. Yeah. You know, and making sure that you hit those social media outlets and try to create an audience, create a space for yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. That would, yeah. That would be a, an interesting experience. I'm not usually, I'm not great with doing like lectures or when I have to speak in public. So, <laughs> You'll get there. Believe you me, you will. I'm, work, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But it's not quite there yet. I say everything I need to say in the music. There you go. Given COVID-19, the pandemic, one pandemic, along with the pandemics of racism, police violence and brutality, economic upheaval, 2020 appears to have been a year chock full of inspiration for you and your music. You even moved from the U.S. to Mexico. 
Walk us through your 2020 and the process of birthing Earth is Ghetto. How you want us to consume the word ghetto. It's way... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's multiple meanings and its uses. 2020 was definitely an interesting year for me. That was like the first time that I hadn't been performing like four or five nights a week in like over three years. So I, I needed to have some type of musical outlet, some way to keep me going with music so I, I decided to I was writing the whole time but I decided to finally start uploading stuff online on a regular basis like I was doing it randomly and here and there every now and then but then I tried to do it as much as possible and I just started writing songs about experiences that I was having in that year or even just conversations that people were having with me turned into songs and stuff like that so Earth is Ghetto, actually, I keep telling people, I'm like, that song happened. I was at the corner store on 15th down the street from my house in Mexico. I even posted a picture of the store as I left <laughs> on Instagram. But I was sitting at the store, and I'm like, the store is gated up. Um, I can't go in the store and actually go and find what I want. So I have to play like a game of charades because I'm horrible and I don't know much Spanish, but they only speak mm. Spanish. And I'm just saying, this, this is just ghetto. So <laughs> a crazy situation. You just standing at the gate of the store because the store, the window and everything is barred up mm -hmm. to keep people from going in and stuff like that. It's typical in the U.S. too. Yes. After a certain time, you got to go, you got to talk to the plexiglass. Well, you know? I, I mean, they had the store barred up all the time because they didn't want to let people in because of COVID. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, it was, I don't think it was normally like that, but they have it, like, they have it completely. You just see the person poke their head out the window and they say, what you, they will basically ask you what you want in Spanish. <laughs> and then you have to figure it out, look on your phone and find a picture of what you want and just like this. <laughs> But I mean, I probably should have learned more Spanish, but I tried. <laughs> you tried. But what prompted you to move to Mexico? I was just uh, kind of panicky about going outside. And like, I guess everybody was panicky about going outside. I was living in Georgia and Georgia is crazy. I was living in my mother's house in Georgia. And as early as April 2020, people were already like, I don't want to wear a mask in, in Georgia. So. Um, I wasn't going outside at all. And I was like, all right, well, I can't stay here in Georgia. And not that going outside in, in Mexico is any safer, but I, it forced me to at least go to a beach or something to go to an outside area and be there with my mats. And just being in a different environment and forced me to not cramp myself up completely. Absolutely. And so let me just backtrack one time to talk about Earth is Ghetto again. And how do you want us to consume the word ghetto as you use it there? I mean, are you referring to, say, for example, the former occupant of the White House and his <laughs> administration, the way people treat each other on Earth? I mean, there are a number of really important well, lyrics. I mean, well, I mean, the former occupant of the White House, that's trailer trash. Um <laughs> Ghettos are supposed to be like undesirable areas. Scores of people are just cramped and trapped in. And that's what I was thinking about, like the whole planet being an undesirable area for me. So mm -hmm. that's real. The, that's yeah. what my meaning was. It's like this whole planet is someplace that I don't want to live and we all trapped here. I, I need to get out. That's real. That's Afrofuturism. Yeah. Just a quick reminder, don't forget to like this episode of Full Body Frequency, subscribe to the channel, and of course, share. 
Earth is Ghetto, as, as you know, as I know, and many people know, because they mm-hmm. listen to you all over the globe, but the song resonates globally. And you've willingly shared your spotlight with others who have covered and remixed the song. It's been performed in Spanish, in American Sign Language, and in many other iterations on TikTok. I mean, there are so many versions of it. Yeah, I have to go look at the TikTok. I'm, I'm still <laughs> figuring out TikTok. <laughs> Me too. (laughs) What inspires you to share your space and your audience with other creatives? And what's your favorite cover of Earth is Ghetto? I'm inspired to share my space with other musicians or other artists because if it's good, it's good. And I'm just and I'm going to want to share it. And I would have did that before I had followers. And that's that's the type of stuff I do anyway. I I like sharing cool videos or cool um, like cool music stuff because even some of the songs that I shared on there weren't my song or songs that re- that had some type of idea about like earth being ghetto or something like that so it, it wasn't necessarily just me sharing stuff that was related to earth is ghetto but like I, if I see something that's good or if I see somebody put effort into something and I like it I'm gonna post it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there was one guy who actually had what it appeared to be an alien sort of mask or face or, you know, a, 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 a filter on. And he was hilarious. I mean, yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to put that in the show notes and, okay. and link him there as well. Um, but with your generosity of sharing your platform with other creatives, what have you done to protect and monetize your black creative production? Um, I've, I had the song copyrighted in, um, and I have it registered with BMI. So, uh, that when I, when any when people do post the videos and stuff like that, it, it does give me, especially on YouTube, it does give me, it's monetized towards me too. Like I get part of that. And, um, I've also trademarked, um, Earth is Ghetto, I Want to Leave and just, just stuff like that. And I'm, I'm working on doing more. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff happening. I'm not necessarily worried about it right now. Good. I'm glad to hear these things. And I'm sure other folks are too, because you got to make some money off of your stuff. That's for sure. The first thing I got, the first thing that happened was when stuff started going crazy. Like, well, who do I call? Because I would not prepare for this. And Mm -hmm. I called a a lawyer and that was the first thing I did. Um, And and it's somebody that I know, the the lawyer is somebody that I know and that, that helped out, so. So speaking of creative production, and this Mm -hmm. will (laughs) require a lawyer as well, Mm -hmm. but if you could collaborate with any of those whose music influences you, dead or alive, who would you work with and why? Definitely Nina Simone, Lauryn Hill, live, Mm -hmm. Kendrick Lamar, uh, Tupac. Mm -hmm. That would be crazy because he was interesting. But um. Uh, then Donny Hathaway and stuff like that. So those oh. those are my top picks of people that I would definitely work with. Well, I can understand why you would. Those yeah. are, those would probably be my choices too if I could sing, but I can't carry a note in a bucket. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, music isn't just about sharing your gifts and talents with the world. And in a previous interview, you mentioned your bouts with depression. And in yes. a recent O Magazine article, you stated, my YouTube channel is a diary. Music saves my life and it gives me an escape and it gives me a way to take everything that's bothering me and put it out. Self-care via self-expression. This is powerful. Yeah. 
That is self-care for me. I've had people say, well, why do you, can't you do anything more positive or something like that? I'm like, well, me putting this out and not keeping it trapped inside is a positive expression for me. So, mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. Now, outside of the creative space, do you practice other forms of self-care? Probably not. I need to work on that. This the music is like writing music is just pretty much or just writing in general is just definitely like my way my main way of practicing self-care. Um I have definitely have to find find other outlets, but moving to Mexico is self-care. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. Okay. So when I mentioned the word plus size during our word association game, you said normal. Yeah. yeah. And on your merchandise site, Earth is ghetto, I wanna leave.com. Everybody mm-hmm. buy some merch, get some merch. Yeah. <laughs> you dedicate an entire section of the website to merchandise specifically for plus size bodies. Yeah. At mm-hmm. first at first I didn't separate it, but people had trouble like I just had it I just had it in there, but people had trouble locating the sizes because of how the website is. So we did um I had the person that I work with on my website make sure to let people know which which sizes were which so that's really cool you give that kind of space to sizing it's important yeah yeah Yeah. well i mean i'm a plus size woman i have to be able to get stuff from my own store so and a lot of times when we go and buy merchandise and clothing we get some so-so colors but the colors are popping in the plus size section well they're popping all over your website but i was especially Excited to see lots of great colors in the plus that's, size section. That, that's um that was hard for me to uh to come up to to actually get together because truth the truth is I mostly wear all black, but I had to think about other people um that that like colors and stuff. So I was I was happy about the, the different colors and stuff too. Cool. Well, thank you. In addition to the section on your website, mm-hmm. how much does being a plus size woman inform how you move through life and career? probably does and I'm just so used to it now um I wasn't always plus size but gradually over time you grow wider instead of aging so (laughs) but um yeah but uh I try not to let it affect things uh as much I do get you know people commenting on my weight and all of that like I had somebody in my soulmate video saying you won't find your soulmate until you lose you um lose weight and I'm like some my soulmate won't care. That's why I'm waiting for somebody that don't care. Right, right. Your soulmate like might like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Soulmate probably will like it. Exactly. <laughs> they're gonna love it. That's what the, that's the purpose of waiting for the soulmate picking it instead of picking some random person off the street. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So what's next for you? And then what song are you really excited about? Have we heard it yet or is it forthcoming? I'm excited about a lot of the music, but one song that I'm really liking um, because I'm actually in the process of producing it is a song that I have called Good For The Money. So I'm so excited for that one. Very cool. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Um, that song is basically about, you know, you know, when you just have a whole bunch of stuff pop up and 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 you got all these bills and you don't, you you may not have the money right now right at that moment you but you'll be good for it and it's it's going you're going to find some way to come up with it there we go I, yeah I, I know that feeling 
<laughs> right <Yeah>. now. <laughs> you gonna that, I know that feeling right now. Just uh, one way or another, you're gonna make something you're gonna make something out of no you're gonna make a way out of no way. And that's like a lyric in the song is I can make a way may out of way out of no way. Always yeah. have. So as we wait with bated breath for your album to drop, in addition to purchasing merch, how can mm-hmm. we support you and your artistry? Um, just, you know, follow me, share my music. The more you share, the more I'm, I stay on people's radars and stuff like that. And don't kind of, you know, disappear behind the scenes. Um, and just, uh, I have a Patreon. I'm still trying to figure out what to actually do for people, but people kept asking me to make one. Um, so I made a Patreon. Um, and I think the link is in my YouTube video for Earth is Ghetto. So if you go to that video, there's a link to the Patreon there. Cool. And we'll have a link to your page on our on our show page as well in the, sh- in the show notes. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Aaliyah, your music is a bomb that is making this moment in history bearable for many of us. I want to thank you for your music and I want to thank you for spending this time with Full Body Frequency. But before we go, is there anything else you want to share with Full Body Frequency listeners and those watching right now? I have an album coming out. It's not the one with Earth is Ghetto, but it's one I recorded with a band called Sold Out NYC. And we recorded it four years ago when Obama was still president. So it's a little brighter sounding. That album is coming out at the end of March. It was supposed to come out at the end of February, but technical difficulties held it back a little bit. So, All right. So we can get that on your page as well? Yes, it'll be announced on my page as well. Yeah. Okay. Exciting stuff. Thank you. Can I say that they heard it first here? Yes. No? You, you can definitely say they heard it first here. <laughs> you heard it first here on Full Body Frequency. Again, Aaliyah, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we wish you nothing but love, success, happiness, money, and your soulmate. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Until next time, tune into your own full body frequency where large is luscious living. Out on the street by the corner store, you know the one on 15. Got a bright shirt on, so I'm easy to see. I've been down here stranded indefinitely. I can't reach my planet, but I need to leave. You should see these people, it's hard to believe how they treat each other. Conceive, oh, earth 